previously on season 15. And so right now I want to ask Howard to read our recommendation for the next lead pastor of Christ Fellowship. Howard. Thank you, Pastor Rick. Upon Pastor Rick Blackwood's decision to retire from the lead pastor role at Christ Fellowship, Pastor Rick recommended a successor to the personnel team and the board of trustees. After much research and prayerful consideration, we do hereby nominate Pastor Omar Garitli to be the successor, Pastor Blackwood, as the next lead pastor at Christ Fellowship. I'm going to ask Omar and Ashley and their baby to come up here. So uh, we're going to practice this. Here we go. You ready, folks? Ready, Omar? Here we go. All right. Let's give it up. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Christ Fellowship. Yeah. Are you ready for season 15? Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for what God is going to do next in our future? Amen. Well, hey, if you're a guest with us for the first time today, my name's Rick. We are so honored that you are here with us today. Uh, but if it is your first time, I want to encourage you to come back next week and the next week because today is, is different for us as a family. And that's because last weekend, we announced the passing of the baton from one generation to the next generation. And specifically, the baton of the lead pastor at Christ Fellowship, and namely, from myself to Pastor Omar Garitli. Now, by the way, your response last weekend was greater than we ever imagined. I mean, your applause for Pastor Omar, your standing ovation for Pastor Omar, not only encouraged us, but I got to tell you, it, it affirmed us. Now... You'll remember, just kind of recap from last weekend, we compared all of this to passing the baton in a 4 by 100 relay. I ran that relay three weeks, got cut, you remember, but I learned uh, some things from it. And, and what I said was, when you're passing the baton, that is a critical moment. Because if you drop it, the race is lost, Right? But if you successfully make that pass to the next generation runner, the race continues and the victory can be won. Now, folks, just like that, that's where, that's where we are. We are today. We are, we are in, the, in that middle of passing the baton from one generation to the next generation. And if the baton pass is dropped, it's like I said, everything at Christ Fellowship just grinds to a halt. All the ministry, everything has to stop. And we lose that way. We lose big. But if the baton is passed seamlessly from myself to the next generation pastor, if it is seamlessly passed, then the race continues and we can even run faster for God for the years to come. So with that all in mind, uh, today what, what I thought we would do to help us make this pass more seamlessly is I thought Pastor Omar and I would sit down for a conversation. This is not like an interview. This is more of a, of a conversation that I want you to imagine uh, Omar and I are in my living room at my house, and you're sort of eavesdropping on the, on the conversation. 
And my prayer is, is that you're going you're gonna to know Omar more personally. You know, we already know him. You've heard him. We know that this young man can handle the word of God. By the way, I, I just so I don't, don't forget to say this. When you're passing the baton, you remember we said you got to know when to pass it? And now is the time to pass it. You got to know how to pass that baton. Two years ago when I made that decision after chemotherapy, according to our bylaws, our board, our leadership began to make that plan so we could pass it seamlessly. And I also said, you got to know who you're going to pass it to. And so we identified this, this wonderful young man who we all know, we all love, we all trust, and we all know he handles the word of God in a powerful and convicting way. And so again, what I hope to do today is to help you to get Pastor, to know Pastor Omar in a more personal way. So with that in mind, at all of our campuses, would you stand and let's give a big hand for Pastor Omar as he comes out. You're looking sharp. Thanks, Pastor. Yeah, I always, always hate the contrast between how you know, GQ, he looks and how old that look, you know, but anyway, have a seat, brother. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, so, hey, everyone. <laughs> man, I'm excited for you. Thank just, you. Uh, and I mean that from my heart. I just, I just know the best days are ahead of Christ's fellowship. I know God's going to use you in a powerful way. Thank you, Pastor. Well, um, you mind if I just jump in? Yeah, yeah let's just have a, I'm going to get my sheet, cheat sheet out here. <clears throat> uh, so I kind of keep us on target. Uh, wrote down a couple thoughts that I wanted to just uh, talk to you about. Um, I thought we'd just kind of start from the beginning. So tell us about a little bit about your family. Maybe okay. start with uh, how you met Ashley. Okay, that okay. sounds good. Um, by the way, you know, thank you, Pastor, for, for, for giving me this, this great honor, this great privilege. My and pleasure. last week was just so amazing. In fact, family, can we give it up for Pastor Rick? He's been so amazing so far. Amen. And so it's an honor just to be here, just sitting down with you. And uh, so, yeah, I have a great little family. I love my family. Uh, as you probably know, my wife is uh, my beautiful wife, Ashley. And we've been married for about three years, and we have a beautiful little baby girl. Isn't she the cutest little Amen. girl ever, right? <laughs> and her name is Camila, and she's a little over seven months old. And so it's been great so far. Um, and excited to see uh, where, where God's leading us. And every day is a new adventure with a little so baby you, at home. Do you, do you change diapers? Oh yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, the, you do this, I'm the diaper changer. Do you do the triangle or do you do the square when you pick, make the diaper? We have disposable now. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> wow, just dating myself, right? <laughs> disposable diapers. Disposable diapers, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no washing, no so washing. So you also have a puppy in the family. Yeah, right? we have a, a dog, you know, a little dog, a little Yorkie. His, his name is Oliver. We call him Ollie. Um, yeah, that's Ollie right there. And... Uh, you know, it, he, you know, he was uh, Ashley's dog, but after we got married, now he loves me more, I think, and he's, a, he's really my dog now. And so, yeah. He's love a little, Yorkie, right? Oh, he's a little yeah. Yorkie, yeah, I sleep with him. He's the best <laughs> little doggy. he really is. And so we have a little, a little cute little family. Well, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about your childhood, maybe take us through your upbringing sure, as sure. a child. Uh, well, you know, I was, uh, like I shared before, I was born in Puerto Rico, and um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we can clap Puerto Rico, right? From Puerto Rico, yeah. And uh, yeah, born and born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, born into a, a in, into a, a Christian home. My, my mom's side of the family was were believers. Um, my mom and dad got divorced early on when I was about 
two years old, and from that point on, you know, I had the normal relationship that I had with, uh, you know, my uh, divorced parents. You know, I would see my dad on the weekends, and yeah. I would be with my mom and during the weeks. And so I, you know, grew up with my mom, my grandparents, and uh, everything was great. And you know, I used to go to church ever since I was a little boy. Uh, we used to go to a small little church, and one of my earliest memories was actually being in Sunday school and little, little, uh, almost like a little little house right out by the field, you know, and I just remember just coloring the thing, you know, things in, about the Lord and stuff. And so early on, I, I, I had a, a clear understanding that, that there was a God who existed and that a God who, who loves me. And so you know, from, from my early age, I, I, was, I started to be acquainted with the things of God and just growing up in, in, uh, in the faith. Uh, when I was about seven years old, uh, my mom got a job offer here in Miami uh, back in 1991. Uh, she got a job offer here. So uh, Thank and, God I, your mom got a job offer. I know, right? Glad you're here. That, I know, right? <laughs> and so, you know, we decided, she decided to move here uh, to, to Miami. And uh, at that point... Um, my, my grandma decided to move with my mom, and my grandfather would still come back and, f- back, back and forth. I uh, yeah, asked my, my grandma there and my mom, and, and really, they, they, ever since I got to Miami, my, you know, my mom was out at work, you know, and then my, my grandma really just raised me while I was at, as at home, yeah. You know, I, I, I uh, remember a while back uh, when your, your grandmother got sick, and yeah. she was dying, and, and I remember when, when, when Omar's grandmother, when she got sick, I remember... We were really in the throes of trying to get this, uh, this passing of the baton. We were setting all this up and thinking through all of it. And I noticed that Omar was completely not paying attention to what was going on here at the church, what was totally uh, dialed into his grandmother being sick and that she was dying. And every time I would call him to talk about, hey, you know, we're going to make this pass, he would immediately start talking about his grandma. He would start crying on the phone. And, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, come on, Omar, you've got to get into, you know, into this because this is about to happen. And then it was like the Lord spoke to my heart. You know, this young man has a tender heart. And I thought, God, that's what we need at Christ Fellowship. That's what we want is, is a continual, compassionate church where the pastor is a, is a compassionate man. And, and God just spoke to my heart, you know, I need to give him time to grieve over, over his grandmother. And so I just pulled back and said, Lord, I'm just going to wait this is over and then, and then we'll move on. But that's just one of the things I love about Pastor Omar, that he has a, a tender heart. Would you? kind of give him a word of encouragement for that, because I know that was a tough time for him when he went through that. Uh, So anyway, sorry to get us off track there. Uh, Back back to Miami. That that was a, you know, difficult season, but the Lord, you know, carried me and the family through it, and um, and so, you know, the Lord was faithful. Um, And so, yeah, so once we moved from from, uh, Puerto Rico to Miami, uh, (coughs) my dad decided at that point to move back to, to where he's from, which is Cyprus. It's a little little island in the, in the Mediterranean, and so I would, I'm, you know, he moved back there, and then we just, I would just see him once a year, so every single year during the summer, I would go visit him. I have a lot of family in London. There's a, you know, that's me in there in London with my dad, and, and by the grace of God, honestly, even though we, there's a lot of distance between us, we, um, you know, we have a great relationship. By the way, he just got his first iPhone, and he's, <laughs> his, he had a flip phone all his life, and I now he, he can't stop FaceTiming and, see, and watching the baby. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, by the grace of God, um, 
you know, we uh, have a great relationship still. He still doesn't know the Lord, you know. He's still not a believer, but, um, but nevertheless, we'll you know, pray just for him. praying for him, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I moved here to Miami. Grew up here and uh, went to a little school um, called First Baptist uh, School of Hialeah. Any, any, any tigers out there? Any tigers? They've got one. One, one tiger. That's, one, that's all we have. There's a little school. And I think me and Tony were probably the only ones ever graduated from that school. It was a little... Uh, in the top Se- two of the yeah. class, right? <laughs> 17 people in the graduating class. Small little school. But anyway, great little school. So I grew up there. And, and then after that, I went to, uh, to a school that many probably... Probably many of you know the University of Miami. Go Canes! Any Canes out there? Yeah. And uh, and so um, won yesterday, by the way. Thank God. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so grew, went to uh, University of Miami, and um, yeah. So um, so tell you know all of us have a story. Uh, I love to hear people's story. How you met Jesus? How you came to Christ? And so so we have that story. Too. Could you tell us a little bit of your story? How yeah, absolutely. You came to know Christ. So kind of going back, um, back to my days back when I was in Puerto Rico. Um, oh, I'm sorry, but when I was, well, I was already here, I was, and I was going to, to you know, First Baptist School, you know, and every single Friday, there was a chapel, a uh, Christian school, so they had a chapel, and I remember all the other all the kids used to get in this little white, little button-down t-shirt, short sleeve with a burgundy, <laughs> burgundy tie, gray pants, so we used to go to... Um, to chapel. And there was a pastor there. His name is Pastor Joe Hill. And a tall guy, slender guy, with deep voice, you know, super, super nice guy. But anyway, he used to have a chapel service all the time. And at the end, he always used to give the gospel presentation, and he always used to, you know, give a calling. And uh, it was, I can't tell you what day it was, but it was one of those Fridays at school uh, that I just realized that not only that God exists, yeah, I knew God existed, but that, that I was a sinner, that I needed forgiveness of sin, uh, that uh, through faith and faith alone, I could have a relationship with Christ and, and start a relationship with Him. And from that point on, you know, I, I just, that, that day, I just kind of prayed that prayer and, you know, gave my life to the Lord. And uh, it's always funny because when I look back at that time, every single Friday after that, I would always pray that prayer just to be sure, right? Just to be sure that I was saved. How many of you done that? I, I know I did early on. I'd say, Lord, I still just that in prayer. case, I, I didn't still pray that, that prayer. You know? <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just, just, just to be sure. But, you know, I think as believers, we always kind of think back and trying to figure out when was exactly that I come to know Christ. And I think it was in that season because from that moment on, I not only developed a love for God, but I developed a fear of God. And as I grew up, you know, Every teenager, you know, we stray a little bit, we go out there, but, but truth be known, I couldn't really stray too far because I had a love of God and I had a fear of God. And I knew that I had a personal relationship with Him. And so um, that's kind of where I started my walk with the Lord and, and, yeah, and from there on out, yeah. Amen. Well, I hope you don't mind if I put a cough drop in my mouth. I started coughing last service and I don't want to do <laughs> that again. Um, you know, we all have a call to the, to the ministry. All of us have a calling on our life. It's not just pastors. Yeah. God's called you to do something, called me to do something. We all, all have a part in his work. But Pastor Omar and I have a, a pastoral call. So tell us a little bit about how God called you into that role. Sure. So kind of going back to where I mentioned that I, uh, I was, every summer I would, I would go fly, fly to visit my father in Europe. 
So, uh, be- so what year was that about? Uh, this was, this was, uh, it was 07, summer of 07. Summer of 07, yeah, okay. 12, 13 years ago, whatever it was. And for sure, summer of 07. And so it was between my first and second year of law school. I had just finished the first year. Okay. And so I got enough flight, British Airway flight. We, I, you know, that's the, the, plane, that, the flight I always took. And uh, I was flying overnight. The flight took off like at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, so it was an overnight flight. And by then, people already sleeping, and, you know, they're tearing off all the lights. And, and so everyone's just kind of quiet. Everyone's sleeping. And I was just there, you know, I had my over, overhead light on. Which I had God's Word open. I was just reading it, just, you know, just kind of passing the time, just reading and I was listening to an old, uh, I was listening to an old band called uh, the David Crowder Band. How many of you guys Crowder. remember the old David, wow. David Crowder? Yeah, yeah, some of us Throw remember back. them, right? And uh, an old, old album called um, Can You Hear Us? And one of the songs was called, it's still called, You're Everything. And so when I was just listening to that song, there was, there was a moment in that song, I think it called this, the lyrics talk about you beckon me, you call me. And I just felt like at that moment, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the Atlantic, I felt like the Spirit of God just came above, upon me. I, I just really cannot explain it, but like, I just felt like, a, like God calling me into the ministry. And, and I remember I just kind of started crying, got emotional. I'm looking around, just making sure no one's <laughs> seeing me, wiping my tears because it was midnight on a flight. You know, I don't want to see this, this guy just crying in the middle of a flight. But, uh, but thank God everyone's sleeping. So anyway, uh, I just felt like at that moment... I realized God is everything, and I could not do anything else in my life just to serve Him. I just knew that if He truly was everything, I had to devote my life to that. To that, and 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 you know what? You know when 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 I got when I got back from that trip, the first year of law school was really the the hardest the hardest year. They call it the weed out year, so the students drop off that really can't handle some of the rigors of it. But um. But I have finished this. When I got back, I'm thinking, you know, Lord, do I drop? If this calling is true, do I drop out of law school and just start serving in, in, at church? Or do I, you know, or do I just stay at law school? But, you know, God had made a way for me to go, go to law school for free. I'm super blessed by that. And so I was going through it for free. And I just felt God gave me peace just to stay and just continue. So I, I did. And, and after that, I took the bar. And right after the bar, the, the week immediately after, I never practiced a day in my life. I started working at Christ Fellowship right away. So what were your, your friends doing in law school? They graduate, you graduate? Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, during the last two years of law school, they are submitting resumes and getting internships at law school, at law firms. And I'm get, I had an internship at Christ Fellowship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're, emailing, they're emailing, you know, a bunch of people and I'm there. <laughs> And here's the worst part about it, you know, I, it, through the way that God had it, he made an open, I, I, thank God I was, I was going through law school without taking out any loans, and all these classmates were taking out so many loans, so they're thinking, you're not going to practice law, you're not getting any loans, and you're, you know, you're not, it's crazy, but anyway, so I, the first day I, I, I started, I, after I graduated, I came here and I started working. And, uh, you know, started working at Christ Fellowship and eventually went to, you know, uh, started seminary as well. And the rest is history. So, well, let's fill in some blanks on the, the history, if you don't mind. Okay. Because when you came in, you came in as uh, 
kind of as an intern. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I love about Omar is he, he went from an intern into almost every aspect of Christ Fellowship. Mm -hmm. Student roles, small group roles, so that he learned the bigger picture. Unlike me, when I got out of seminary, mm -hmm. I went straight into a lead pastor role of a church of about 30 people when we started. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just totally lost. Omar comes in having this well-rounded background because you've been in so many places. Uh, so tell us some of those roles sure. that you've held at Christ Fellowship. Well, you know, before I came to Christ Fellowship, I actually served in kids ministry for, for a while. So I kind of, right. I know what it means to deal with, you know, with the little ones. But once I got here, you know, I started off as an intern in student ministry. And then once I graduated, I started working uh, in the small groups team here at, at Christ Fellowship. And I was just, you know, part of the team. And uh, after, after that, after a couple of years, I eventually started overseeing all the small groups. I became the small group pastor of the church and started overseeing all the different uh, small groups, curriculum, leadership development, all that stuff that goes along with small groups. After that, I, you know, we started a campus in Miami Springs, which is ironically where I grew up. You know, all my life I lived in Miami Springs after I've moved to Miami almost 30 years now. And so we started a campus in Miami Springs, and it was one of the, the greatest things in my life. I love that church family. Give it up for yeah, him. Yeah, Miami, Miami Springs. We love you, Miami Springs. Yeah. And, Miami uh, Springs campus, yeah. And, uh, he, you know, I, I would visit the Miami Springs campus, and every time I would go to Miami Springs, he was like a rock star there. Oh, I, I, I don't know about that. People just loved him. I don't know so. about that. No, you were a rock star. People were like, you know, taking pictures. But anyway. They, they, um, they can do better than me for <laughs> a rock star. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, after five years of serving that community, serving the, 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 the Miami Springs campus, I was transitioned over to more of a central role, uh, where I would oversee not only all local campuses, but I oversaw uh, all the global campuses. So I traveled a lot and, you know, got to see all the global campuses. I got to know all the, all the local campuses. And at the same time, uh, was part of the teaching team. So I would oversaw the campuses and I served alongside of you on the stage and, and part of the teaching team. And during that time, you finished your degree in seminary. What seminary? Uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary right. in Louisville, Kentucky, right. which is where you went. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and so, so yeah. you got a Master of Divinity that, from there, which, just so you know, is not a powder puff degree. Very, very difficult degree uh, in the languages, Greek, Hebrew. So Omar went through all yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, ironically, that, that, that degree, it took, the, has more credits than my law seminary, than, than, my, than my law degree. I, ironically, this is 94, and then my law was 90. And so, there you go. anyway, thank God I'm just wrapping that up and done with that, but a uh, great experience for Amen. sure. Well, um, as, as, as you step into the role of, of lead pastor, there's a lot of things that yeah. go around that, but, but what is something you would say, this is, this is really important to me. Sure. This is going to be a priority in my ministry. Yeah. What, what, what might that be? Well, before, you know, before I talk about what's a priority for me as a pastor, I, yeah. I'll, I'll just share what's a priority for me and as what's a person. Yeah, as okay. a person yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's really just God's Word. Sure. You know, I, I think for, for all of us, the most important thing in our lives is really God's Word because God's Word is who, who reveals to us who, who the Lord is, who, the, who Christ is, what He's done for us. Amen how we should live in accordance to that, how we should follow Him, how He guides us. And it's really, God's Word has been, you know, just really, uh, really the center of where, um, my, what guides me. And, uh, you know, think of all the, the highs and the lows of my life, and God's Word is the one, God's truth is always constant, right? And the same thing is going to be for, for our church. You know, uh, you know, our church, as we move forward, God's Word needs to be the center of what we do, of where we gather. You know, what we gather here, we do a lot of fun things, right? But ultimately, is what? God's Word? And, you know, we, 
we, um, yeah, we, you know, we can, we can get creative, you know, in the way we communicate God's word. We By can, the way, how many way of you were here to see uh, the sermon Omar did on Avengers? Talk about creativity. <laughs> yeah, when he came out of that circle of fire, whatever that was, I thought, man, that is very powerful. And then the message went on from there and was just very deep and very very convicting and just a great job. So I love that creativity. Thank you, Pastor. You know, and, and so, you know, we're just going to have fun and we're going to, you know, help uh, everyone understand God's Word in a very practical way, but God's Word is always the, the center. And, you know, you know, 2 Timothy, you know, talks about how all scriptures God breathed <coughs> and it's, it's useful for, um, for, uh, re, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and, and for really for training. And really that's all we need is God's Word. Amen, family? Amen. That's all we need. And, and uh, man, as we move forward, uh, really, that's, that's, that's the way I feel. You know, I, and kind of, that's why I feel we're kindred spirits in many ways. But one of the things that I know that when you were stepping into the, the role of lead pastor, um, the, the committee that was calling you, that, that interviewed you and got to know you, they asked you a question about God's Word. Do you want to share with them a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so... So they, the, the, the team that bought, brought me to Miami, met, I was in Charlotte at the time, met me in Charlotte. And so they, we met at a hotel, Rhonda was there with us. And they were just asking me all of these big questions, you know, this, 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 this. And then finally somebody said, well, Rick, what, what do you think you can bring to the table at what was then First Baptist Church at Pride? What do you think you can bring to the table? And I remember looking at them, them and thinking, hmm. and I said, not much. Uh, and, and I said, but I do have the Word of God. I do have the Bible. And I said, I believe if we get behind that, it, it, will, it will do the work for us. And of course, it did do the work for us. I just felt like I've always lined up behind God's Word. So it's always been the, the you know, the, the paramount uh, thing. Of, but you know, there, there was one thing that they asked you, you know, what do you think about God's Word? And I think you said it was, there's, there's one word that really stood out to me. What was it? It's sufficient. It's sufficient. Yeah. You know, and I... And I love that because it's, it's, you know, we live in a day and age, right, where sometimes for many people, God's word is not sufficient, you know? And, and for in some us, cases, and, it's not necessary. Uh, yep, yeah. absolutely. And so... Uh, so that's one thing I love about Omar is he has a great love for the word of God. And so how, how would you see, you know, unpacking that? How would you... Do? Um, well, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in going through, through, through uh, books of the Bible. You know, I think that's just... I think it would be critical for our church to always get a steady diet and really understand. I really feel when, when we go through books of the Bible ourselves, it kind of even trains us to even go our own quiet time, right? Because we understand, okay, that, that's how you go through a book of the Bible. Uh, and so, for example, you know, um, in a couple of weeks, I think we saw a promo video earlier on about this new series where we're going to go through the book of Jonah. And, you know, it's, it's an old book um, from the Old Testament that a lot of people have heard maybe in Sunday school or something, you know, some, some, a tale about a... A How many of you read and a, the book and a of Jonah? You know something about it, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's so fun. we're going to go through that. Five weeks of, we're going through, through a, four chapters. We're going to go take five weeks to go through it. And I think it's going to be very applicable for us. The leading into Christmas, we're going to tackle a couple, uh, you, know, uh, critic, you know, cool topics as we get into Christmas. But then starting in the new year, uh, we're going to start the book of Colossians. Uh, how many of you guys like the book of Colossians? Favorite yeah, books. Yeah, 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 we got some people who love it, right? And so, you know, really rich theological book. And so we already have the, pretty much most of you already planned out with the scripture verses, the topics, what we're going to cover, how we're going to break down. We're going to go verse by verse through, through that book. And so right. excited to start off the next year with the book of Colossians. Amen. So, you know, one of the things we, lo- we love at Christ Fellowship is, is, is things are new a lot. 
uh, we try to stay away from getting into a, to a routine, yeah. a, a ritual, a formality. We always try to keep things new and moving along. So, so what, what are some things that you would say, here's some things that are going to stay the same, yeah. but here's some, some things yeah. that, are, that are going to be brand new. Well, I think, you know, as we move forward into this new season, I think one of the things that the reasons that, that we have been able to advance the gospel in, in so many ways here at Christ Fellowship through so many decades is because we're not afraid to, to try something new. Uh, we're not afraid to change things when we need to tweak things, make things, you know, the, a more applicable, more relevant for people. And so we're not afraid to do that. And so I think we're going to continue as we go along. We're going to be making tweaks and we're, we're going to be adjusting. But I think part of the, the, the beauty of this transition is really that our mission, vision, strategy, our, our ministry philosophy is not really going to change, uh, primarily because you and me have been working on this together for the last couple of years. And so it's not only dear for your, to your heart, but really it's dear to my heart because I, I had a hand, my, my, it's my thumbprints all over the mission, and, you vision, know, strategy. Just to jump in right there, one of the things I love about Omar is that he, he already has the DNA of Christ Fellowship in him. Whereas if you bring somebody in who's an unknown, somebody we don't know, uh, we don't know what they might be thinking, and they could say, you know, I don't like that DNA, and just take the train off the track and put it on a whole other track, and all of a sudden things are headed up. So I love that about Omar. He helped craft, you know, the mission and vision of this church. And another thing I'll just say about him is because he has that lawyer mind and a mind for Scripture, he is able to just to think a lot quicker than I can and snap pieces together logically a lot, a lot better than I'm able to. And I think that's one of those factors that's going to make Christ Fellowship even stronger, move faster, take on new uh, territories for Christ, for Christ in, in the kingdom of God. So I think that's one of the uh, things that you're going to Thank you, Pastor. just help us so much with. I appreciate so, it. Yep. And so, you know, as we move forward... Um, there's just a couple, really just three things that I'm just really just, just passionate about. I want to be sure that we reinforce as we move forward. First thing is, is that, we, that we as a church, listen, that we have a heart for the city. Amen. That we stay and we take it to a next level of how, what an outwardly focused church we, we need to be. Uh, you know, the, the first way that churches start to die and start to really just just deteriorate is really when we become all inwardly focused, all about us, you know, nothing, nothing doesn't matter what's happening out there, but truth be known, we need to be a church people that, ha- that our hearts break for the city, amen? There's people who are, who are dying without Christ amen. and that we need to serve the city to an outwardly focused uh, church, you know, which is the reason that we're having our first series is through the book of Jonah and the series is called, what? And oddly enough, right, I hate this city, just to kind of help <laughs> us, you know, switch that mindset and really have a heart for the city. And so excited to, to, to start uh, that series coming up. So a heart for the city. Second thing is a heart for other churches. You know, Pastor, I've been part of very small churches in my life and part of with very under-resourced. And I've been part of very, you know, big churches with a lot of resources. And one of the things that is really a burden in my heart is to be a church that has a heart for other churches. You know, not that we have it all figured out, nothing like that, but you know what? But just, just look around, wherever you're at, just look <coughs> around at what God has, how God has blessed us. Not, it's nothing because we're so great, you know what? It's God has shown us a lot of favor and grace. But you know, there's, sh- there's so many little churches out there. I love this idea. There's so many little churches out there that if we just help them get started, just, mm-hmm. you know, get them stronger, help put our DNA into them. Absolutely. And so, you know, that, that we just opened up our doors. In fact, next, week, next year, we're, we want to have a conference. We'll open up our doors so people could come, other churches could come. 
they can learn a little bit about what we do, and at the same time, we can learn about what they do and learn from them, you know, and so just, I just, I just want us to be known as a servant church, you know, that, hey, we're, we're leading the way, but serving other churches, and so that's one thing that's very important to me. And the last but not least, I want us to be known as a church in Miami that's very generous, that we are just a, a generous church, and that <laughs> because we're all generous people, we become a generous church, and we're able to serve and resources the, the people in the city, and so... Uh, that, those are the three things. A heart for the city, a heart for, this, a heart for other churches, and really be known as to be a generous Amen. church that, that pushes the, the kingdom. I love that. So, so Pastor Omar, as, as you step into this role of lead pastor, how, how do you feel about that? You know, that's a question I, I get asked all the time now, you know, um, by friends, family, you know, people, folks from the church. And so... Uh, I realize that the, the, the role of a, lead, of, of a lead pastor is a high calling, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a role that has a lot of um, the pressure that comes along, you know, just, just pressure that comes along with the position of a lead pastor. And it's not just because Christ Fellowship, I think any lead pastor has a, a, a certain pressure on them that's just very unique to, to, to the role. And so... Um, so I'm starting to kind of feel that a little bit, you know, the moment I, you know, that we start passing the baton, you start kind of sensing that. However, uh, I, I feel very at peace, honestly. I did, you know, it's really, I just feel very comfortable, very pe- at peace. Um, in many ways, I feel like we're just repositioning, you know, I, I, women part of the team, you know, I think, you know, I'm transitioning into this, uh, this a role of lead pastor. You, you're transitioning more into a teaching pastor here at CF. And... Uh, really, I think I just, I, I just feel like I'm one of the team. You know, I, we have the most amazing staff here at Christ Fellowship, amen. the most amazing pastors, uh, most amazing volunteers, <laughs> amen. And so, honestly, I, uh, I, if, if I thought this was all on me, I, I would feel a, a enormous pressure, but I feel like we're all in this together, amen. I mean, we're all in this together. Amen. You know, we're a church family. There's, you know, and, um, and so... Um, and, you know, I think part of it, too, uh, I, I, I can just honestly say that I am, I am as happy and content today <coughs> as I was almost 11 years ago Amen. when I started my, my first Amen. day here at Christ Fellowship. And so, the reason is because I just feel like, I, I, you know, what I've been called is to serve the Lord in whatever capacity, you know, and, and, and really... I. I've always really made sure in my own heart, it doesn't matter what I've done at church, my walk with Christ, that my identity is always in being a child of God. Because once, the, once your identity is really being a child of God and not uh, being, you know, a, a husband or a dad or a pastor, it's my identity first and foremost is found in being a child of God. And because of that, I'm always, that's where I always find my happiness, my joy, my contentment, you know, in, in, in Christ. And I think that's kind of a little bit of, of, of why we've connected so well through the years is because, I, I, I mean, it seems like you have the same desire, right? I mean, even, even, you know, leading up to this whole thing, I've been asking Pastor, hey, Pastor, you're doing all right? You know, I, I know you're putting a brave face, but are you doing all right? And, and you just share with me of how you, You've kind of taken the same posture as I have. It's just, we just feel like, you know, I mean, right? I mean, you kind of, I almost sense you feel that you have the same. Yeah, I, I just never have felt like my identity is, I felt like I'm a child of God, and that's who I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm a child of God who happens to be a preacher, who happens to be the pastor of Christ Fellowship. That's never yeah. been my identity. I've never tried to make a, a name for myself. I've just tried to be a shepherd of this flock. In fact, we found out last week 
how much a name I'm, I am not. <laughs> I know, right? And we were in Omar's office, just tell you this quick story. We were in Omar's office, and we were talking about my age uh, at retirement. I won't tell you what that is. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway I, said, I said to Omar, I said, I wonder how old Andy Stanley is. No, you no, know? no. And Charles. We were talking about we started how, with how Charles. Old Charles. That's right. We started with Charles, Charles Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. So we started with Charles and then we did. So anyway, I take out my phone and I said, Siri, how old is Charles Stanley? Charles Stanley is 84. Siri, how old is Andy Stanley? Andy Stanley is 61. Siri, how old is Rick Blackwood? I do not know who Rick Blackwood is. <laughs> So we cracked up laughing. I thought, God, that's just exactly the way I like it. Uh, so I've, I've just tried to be your shepherd and yeah. find my identity and, and my, and and my walk know, with Christ. And you know, Pastor, I would just commend you with that because I think because you've always taken that posture, it's really made an imprint in my heart. And it's made an imprint in, in our leaders, in our pastors, in our staff, and in many of us, right? If we, you know, what we care more, most about is, is the name of the Lord, you know, being glorified, being made great in the city. And so thank you for really leading the way in that, in that sense. Thanks. So thank you. So, so one, one more question. Um, how can I help you? Uh, and, and as yeah. I step, I, I kind of feel like John the Baptist, I must decrease. He said that of Jesus, he must increase. How, how can I serve you? Well, Pastor, I, I would just, I think the, 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 the first I think just really your presence, you know, through this, through all these years, you've not only been a pastor, a mentor, but you've become a friend to me. And I think your your presence is, is, is I think, crucial for, for me and, and for us as well, you know. Um, you know, what, what, what I love about this, you know, here's what I love about this transition is that, listen, Pastor Rick is now retiring from ministry. I hope you understand that. He's maybe retiring from the lead pastor role. But he's still going to be the teaching team. He's still going to teach throughout the year regularly. You know, he's going to be part of our, our teaching team. And, and, uh, um, and so, you know, to, to, to me, I think that it's, it's, it's so awesome, you know, because I think you're, you're still going to be present with us. And, man, just be involved. And everyone loves you here. So the last thing, you know, that is for you just to disappear, and that's definitely not the case. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I told Omar, one of the things I, I, I want to do is, is, is volunteer some. I want, to, I want to be a greeter. I've always looked at the <laughs> greeters and said, I, I would love to do that. You know, so I want to be a greeter. I want to, I want to help any way I can. So, so I, I would agree, uh, and, and, I'm, and, and well, thank you that you would even ask me. Um, but I think also not just my presence, I think also my absence can help you. Uh, and by that, I mean not being here sometimes can show trust and, and show that, that, that I believe in, in this young man, that, uh, that he can do what God has called him to do. And so I think, yeah, my presence, but also stepping back and, and allowing Omar to take the lead, because that's exactly what I want to do. I want that baton to go clearly to him so that he can lead us, that he can shepherd us, so that he can take us in into the next chapter mm -hmm. that God has to write. Well, I, I just make sure it's not too much absence. You know, we, 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 need your, we need your presence. But, you know, if I can just say, share something with you, Pastor, um, before, we, before we, we, we wrap up. And I, I've, I've shared this with you personally, but I want to share in front of everyone because I want them to, to also hear it. Uh, and I'm saying not because I'm stepping into this, this, this role of lead pastor, but I'm just very happy for you personally because 
you know, after how many years? 44 years of ministry, you know, I, you know I'm looking forward for you for this season, for, for, your, for, uh, for, you for, for this next season, because you're still going to be able to do at times what you do best, which is preach God's word, and you just have to some, uh, an amazing ability just to teach God's word. But you're going to be able to do so without the, the, really the pressure and the burden of the church. Cancer-free. Amen to that. Cancer-free. Thank God. <laughs> and, not, you know, and not that your family has not enjoyed you, these, you know, all, all your life, but I think they're going to be have, enjoy you in a way that they haven't been able to because now kind of the pressure of the church is not on you. You know, if, if, if you see them, if you see him here through, through the middle of the week, you see his little granddaughters all like, they're all blonde and they're just like, <laughs> and they just, you know, hug you and it's like, I'm just happy that, that you're going to be able to now experience a, a different chapter in your life and just enjoy life in a way you, 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 know, you really have not been able to experience before, but at the same time, still teach God's Word at times and, and enjoy that. And so, church family, are you, are you happy for Pastor Rick? Yeah? And this new season, it's going to be really good for him, I think. Pastor, I love you so much. Love you too, Pastor. I'm proud of you. Hey, I'm excited uh, for, the, for our future. I'm excited for Pastor Omar. Uh, I want to encourage you, uh, be back next week. It is going to be a wonderful moment in the life of our church as we cast our vote for our next lead pastor. Also, it's going to be my, my final message to you as your lead pastor. And I want you to be here for that. I don't want you to hear what I said. I don't want you to be, you know, hear how, the, how that vote, I want you to be here for that. Uh, and I hope the message that I bring next week is just going to strike the match that mm-hmm. lights the fuse that, that sends the rocket, you know, to the places that God has for us. Well, with that in mind, let's all stand together. I want to pray for us. I want to pray for Pastor Omar. Let's give it up for him one more time. Let him know that you're praying for him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done for Christ Fellowship. Lord, we think back to the day that that man years and years ago, back over 100 years ago, left from downtown Miami, journeyed down to what is now our Palmetto Bay campus and started what would become today Christ Fellowship. Lord, we thank you for all the history that we have with that in mind that brings us up to to this day. And then, Lord, we pray for the history that is going to be made. Lord, we think of, you know, 100 years from now, God, when everybody in this room, including perhaps the youngest baby, will have passed off of this earth onto heaven, And yet, Lord, because we made a successful pass of the baton in this generation, that generation will continue to bring people into the faith. And so, Lord, we're excited for the future generations that are yet to come for Christ Fellowship. Lord, I want to speak for all of us at all of our campuses, online. Lord, I speak for all of us when I say that we love you so much. We thank you for the way that you love us. For it's in Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Christ Fellowship, we love you. God bless you guys. Love you. God bless you. See you next week.